indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. It is four counts of indecent exposure. Hello, my indecent brothers and sisters. This is your host, The Mongrel. And you're listening to episode number 39 of the show. It's It's been a while, but I have returned. As happens every so often, I have had a pack of hellhounds on my trail these last few months. But I believe, at least I want to believe, that I've given them the slip for... For now, anyway. I might elaborate next episode, but for now, I think the best thing is to shift this show up a gear or two before they pick up my scent again, right? And this episode is certainly a great way to do that. I have, as my special guest, rapper Two Toaster Los, May Carlos Piper, who spoke to me last month from New Jersey State Prison, where he was serving the last two weeks of a sentence that ran just under 11 years. He was released on June 19th. That would be Juneteenth. And I'm betting it'll be a holiday he remembers vividly. In fact, so strong was his desire to get back into music that he had cameras on scene to capture his first moments of freedom which have made it into the video he's already produced for his latest freestyle track, Big Drip. I was going to set the complete interview with this re-emerging artist as premium members-only content, but decided, hey, what the hell? Y'all deserve a little something extra for being so patient. And yeah, Two Toaster is definitely driven, and he ain't wasting time no more. And neither are we. So let's get things rolling with a couple of tunes I've had in my head this last little while. We'll hear from Immaculate, who brings us Walking in the Path. Right now, though, sisters Aaliyah and Alexis Crowder perform as Elixir and are going to help us get our vibes on high.
one thing from yesterday. Stay focused and discontent. There's a man to play. Never be someone you're not. Stay focused, get to the top. Dedication pays off your sheep. with me. Positive vibrations transfer beautiful assets to get. Collaboration for conversation. Start of wasting your time. Fit a beat. Lesson of spew at a distance is 
nothing but false. Drawing a line around her with the thickest of chalks. A circle, so the vultures can follow a stalk. A stick of some rocks and a stick of the lights in the dark. In the dark. You just heard Immaculate with Walking in the Path, and before that was Elixir with Vibes on High. As always, you can find out more about the artists we feature by checking out the show notes at indecentexposure.com. Now, pay attention, that's I-N-D-I-E-C-E-N-T-exposure.com. Then, Bookmark the site so you can get there faster next time. Well, Two Toaster Los was truly generous with his time, and I think you're going to enjoy sitting in on this full-length conversation. So let's get to that right now. On the line with me is Two Toaster Los. Two Toast, thanks for being on Indecent Exposure today. No problem. So let's uh, let's get some background, man. Um, you are... Um, you are currently uh, facing just a couple more weeks of incarceration. Where are you? Uh, where are you penned up? Well, I'm actually in Trenton State uh, Maximum Security right now. Got um, it. And I'll be out within two weeks. Two weeks. Now you've been in for what ten? Like almost ten years now? Uh, a little bit over ten years. Almost eleven years. A little bit, almost eleven years. Do you want to talk about that at all? What uh, what uh, landed you in there? Well, I'm 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 locked I'm locked up for attempted murder. Okay. And, um. Yeah. So like I I I'm just I, I was in the streets heavy when I was younger. So I'm, just, uh, I'm 30 years old now. So I spent all my 20s behind the wall, and uh, I was just associated with a lot of different things back then. And uh, yeah, my craziness landed me in prison. Got it, got it. Um, <clears throat> well, you know that's that's where everybody thought that I'd be uh, or dead. Uh, I suppose I still have time to 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 do either of those if I'm not careful. Um, but uh, talk to me about talk to me about music uh, before that event. Talk to me about what your musical were you making music or were you a consumer of music or what. Yeah, I definitely was making music. I, I've been writing music since 2000, and, since 1999. I actually got a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube since like maybe 03. Um, but I used to battle rap. I'm from North Philly, so um, that was my arena back then. And uh, actually, like battle rap, and that's how I got into music because my favorite rapper Eminem. Like that's the year that I actually started writing. And um. And ever since then, I've just been perfecting my craft. Before prison, I was doing shows. I was uh, recording music and putting out mixtapes, but I wasn't real serious about it. And um, until it was just a passion of mine and something that I love. So regardless if I was getting paid for it or not, I was always going to do it. But being as though I, when I got locked up, I, I started thinking, like, I really do this. I, I love it, and I'm good at it. So why not make this, like, a career goal? And uh, that's it. what what motivated me to, to do what I'm doing now. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like your time inside has sort of carved away uh, the the 
you know, mental obstacles uh, that kept you from seeing that this was the thing. Sometimes we have, you know, we've all got different things, but there's always that the thing, and sometimes it's hard to see. It's hard to recognize that that's the thing that, that you know. Um, so you said Philly. Exactly. You said uh, Philly was your hometown. Yeah, I'm from Philly. Um, yeah. I'm from North Philly, North South. Um, just uh, you, you've got, you know, you've heard the news. You've seen probably the pictures. Uh, Philly's, you know, it's not as bad as uh, as Minneapolis or New York, but it's it's uh, it's it's kind of trashed. Are you going home to to Philly uh, when when you get out? Yeah, I plan I plan to go home to Philly, and I, uh, I actually I've been hearing a lot about what's going on, uh, the rioting and all of that lately, and uh, I'm just a little bit indifferent about it, especially coming home after all these years. Um, it's already without all of the craziness. It's, it's already going to be very different for me. It's a different time now. And, uh, with with that added on, it, it's kind of it's kind of uh, stressful because I'm I'm not knowing how to maneuver around all of this stuff. I'm already coming from like being in prison around a whole bunch of craziness. So I'm, I'm in jail mode right now, and I don't want to have to go home and still feel like I'm in jail mode. So uh, right. yeah, man, it's it's. It's something it's something that I gotta deal with. Well yeah, I mean I I can I can only imagine the 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 sense of knowing that you've got shell shock coming. I mean, it, it would be coming anyway, like you said, but now you've got this uh this you know, pandemic and then there's all this civil unrest. Um, tell me just if you would, have you um have you had any concerns about COVID nineteen on the inside? I actually had it since I've been here. Been here like um, maybe about a month and a half ago. So they that whole situation. This is before they started giving us masks. We got masks now, but this doesn't keep you from getting COVID nineteen. This only keeps you from like it, it prevents certain ways of spreading. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's a difficult situation because I went down to medical about four or five times and they kept saying, well, you don't have the symptoms. And the only symptom I didn't have was the fever. And this is the, the main thing that they're looking for. And not everybody like gets that symptom. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. I was in here going through it for like two weeks, for like two weeks. Like it, it, it was a, uh, it was a crazy experience. And then they finally tested, then tested you and you, and you found out. Right. Or, or, or you just knew? So, yeah. No, I knew I had it, right. but they didn't. Not until later on that they tested me because they had to test everybody. That they found out, okay, uh, he has. But I was already at the end stage of having, it. so like it. It, it really wasn't too much they could do. Got it. Um, <clears throat> well, it sounds it sounds like you've recovered. Uh, was it uh, as bad as people say? I've heard some people say it's just it really kicks your kicks your ass. It, it, do, it do it do kick your ass, and, and being as though I don't get sick a lot, so um, yeah, it was it was bad, and it was it was one symptom that that you get when you have it. It's like your bones ache, your bones like you can feel it in your bones. Your body ache real bad, and you cough a lot. That was one of the two of the major things that really affected me because I had asthma, and I was coughing so bad that I couldn't get a breath in, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it kind of scares you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Everything else that came along with it, it was bad. It made you feel bad. 
like the whole experience and make you feel real bad. You just you just don't feel good, and um, which is like not good for anybody. But I, I was able to get over that. But the coughing and me not being able to breathe was a scary situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you realize that, uh, you know, some people who are just a little bit worse off than you have ventilators stuck down their their throats. Uh, it gets it gets pretty dicey. Let's get back to the music. Let's talk about um, music on the inside. Are you able to make music uh, where you are? Well, we're not. We're not able to make music. I make music. I, I make a way to make music while I'm in prison. Um, I record over the phone. Um, I have an engineer that I've been dealing with since I was about 15 years old. And um, what I do is I, I write music to the beats that I buy off of the JPEG. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell them exactly what time I start and what time I stop per verse. Same thing with the um, with the chorus and same thing with the ad-libs and the background vocals. And um, he put everything together based um, on the time that I give him. Is there a song that uh, that's available on like YouTube that, that you've done inside? Or, or yeah, I got I got a song on YouTube and all the streaming sites right now. It's on, on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify. Is that the, that's what I like? Is and, that and, the one? And those that I like. Yeah, that's what I like. And and that was recorded. Like. That was recorded via telephone. Yeah, via wow. telephone in prison. You know, it's interesting because Actually, uh, in the hole. Good. In the hole. Yeah, in the hole. I, I, I recorded it while I was in the hole. Shit. So, you know, what's uh, what's kind of weird about that is that there's this pandemic and a lot of people are actually not, um, they're not creating music, they're not doing theater, um, they're not doing slam poetry, but they're doing it online and a lot of people are, are actually recording uh, distance-wise. Now, they, they have typically a little better setup than doing it by phone, but... Uh, that's um, interesting that you have managed to, to sort of be a pioneer in this sort of distance digital recording. Well, um, is it all right if we play that tune uh, on the show? Oh, no problem. You absolutely can play that song. Cool. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about what, where your music comes from. Uh, did you feel, well, first of all, uh, you grew up in, in North Philly. Um, what was... What was your, how is, did your childhood, your growing up in North Philly, how did that kind of come out in your music then, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago? And how do you think over the last 10, 11 years, your sort of artistic sense has been shaped? Any changes? Well, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, my early childhood was like, uh, like, like most kids in my neighborhood. Uh, we all experience hard times, struggles, uh, some abuse in, in certain ways. Um, uh, I spent a lot of my childhood in and out of uh, system, like system and, and mental hospitals and group homes and, and whatnot. Like, so I, I, I guess I was what you might call a problem child. And I experienced a lot of things. I was in the streets pretty young. So I always rapped about what I was going through. And um, even at a young age, and I had a little bit, I had a couple opportunities when I was younger, but they wanted me to rap like 
my age, and, and I, that wasn't the life I was living. I was what I was rapping is what I was living. So I would talk about being in the streets and, and guns and drugs and, and and poverty and stuff like that. This is stuff that I was uh, actually witnessing firsthand, and that's what I used to talk about. And I was real aggressive, and it showed in my music. And I also battle rap, so it showed like my aggression was something that people used to see like, yeah, like he got it. You feel me? And um, when I got locked up. I'm an avid reader, so uh, when I got locked up, I started reading a lot more things and, and, and really like reading into history, slavery, and, and oppression, and all types of things. So now my my, my music is more worldly, and um, I started writing different genres now, and um, from women and men, and that's what kind of brought in my my topic range. Uh, how do you think that's gonna come out in your music? I mean. The topics, of course. But, I mean, I think um, it's definitely going to show that I've uh, gotten more mature with my words and the way that I say things and um, the topics that I'm that I'm talking about. Um, I always talk about life, so it could be life um, at its highs, life at its lows, the struggles, the uh, triumphs, the you know what I'm saying. Anything that got to do with life. So that that can that's a broad that's a broad a variety of things like that's very wide you feel me so I could t- it could be anything but it's about life life experience so I want people to understand where I'm coming from and, um, to relate to the things that I'm saying so uh, I try to really put that into my music and uh, it's about a vibe with me so you can understand and you can hear my music and, and relate to it but I want you to feel it so the vibe might be I might be talking about being in a club and uh, you feel me uh smoking and drinking and fucking some bitches. It could be, you feel me? Or I could talk about struggles where we living in uh, dilapidated houses because we ain't got nowhere to go. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a variety of things that I talk about, but for the main part, it's life that I'm I'm really trying to portray. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm guessing that uh, your, uh, your release and everything that is going to surround that and the weeks and months to come, uh, they're probably going to shape your tunes in ways that you can't even begin really to guess yet. Right. I mean, there's going to be, I mean, there's going to be so many experiences. uh, And, you know, I will say that in the last 10 years, um, I guess in one, in some ways there's been a lot of change, but, um, I would say that uh, there's been a lot less change between 2010 and 2020 than there was between 2000 and 2010, just society-wise. Right, right. Absolutely, you know, that's true. If you had gone in, if you yeah, like if you had gone in in the late 90s and come out uh, around 2000, 2000, or like 2005 or something like that, 2010, it would have been. A much more, you know, there, like there was the internet and cell phones yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, you know, not as much has changed in these past ten years, so things aren't going to be quite as weird as they would have been in other times. But still, there has been change. Um, there has been a brewing uh, for four hundred years in this country. Um, for four hundred years, there has been a tremendous. Uh, oppression and genocide and right. horror for, uh, forced upon um, certainly uh, you know a, a lot of 
a lot of people's, but you know, probably no more so um, in on the scale as as on Black America. Um, you know, the Jim Crow it ended, kind of, sort of, but not really, and then yeah. everybody felt good. After you know the Civil Rights Act, everybody felt good. And the after you know the mid seventies, okay, so we're you know we're we're healing. Um, they were oblivious to what was really going on. Right, right, and that's that's what I want you to tell me. You know what you see, what you, uh, what what you perceive, uh, because a lot of people are surprised by what's going on in the streets all over the country right now. But those are mostly white liberals who don't who've been asleep. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my 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 take on this is that um, this is just um, something that it, it's at his head and it explodes. It's exploding. And um, this is things that have been going on for, for centuries. And people fail to realize that um, it's just been administered in a different way every time that it has became much of slavery and um, and and them oppressing uh, the black and brown people. It's it's it's, it's just amazing how um, how all this has taken place. And being as though this is a new generation, and they are doing things so differently from the traditional uh, activists and uh, people that's supporting the black community, the black and brown community. And uh, it's just it's really crazy. It's really crazy, and uh, I, I I can understand it because I can see it. I see it from the inside, and I I, I notice it from the outside. And now that I got more knowledge of these things that have transpired, um, it it gives you some insight, and it and it and it really like brings out the hidden shit that these people, the politicians, and and all these people is doing. It really brings it to the forefront because now I know I'm I'm aware um, I'm woke, as what they say, and uh. I, I don't agree with how some ways they are doing things because it's only um, it's only keeping a certain uh, type of way they look at us. So we, we, but we're fed up. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, it's just it's like we're fed up. And this is like you have to fight and keep fighting in order to bring some change. Because if we submit, then they like yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. They're going to keep doing it over and over again. Well, I guess one of the things that has been on my mind, I've wanted to write, uh, I've wanted to write an editorial about this for a while, but I haven't known exactly what it is that I want to add to the conversation that somebody isn't already saying. Um, But the thing that's been on my mind, and I can tell you, I was living in California, not in L.A., north of L.A., when uh, during the the riots after the Rodney King beating, well, after the uh, the the cops were acquitted, and and that was well, heck, that was thirty years ago. It shows you how old I am. But um, but that that was like a steam valve because a lot of people, like I said, mostly sort of white middle class, comfortable America. They're surprised at the images they see of the police brutality today. But nobody who grew up on the streets is surprised by that at all, right? I mean, 
That's not just you just you know what happens when you step out of line. You know that that's the norm. Yeah, that they're looking for any excuse to knock you upside the head. So so a lot of people are surprised. I think that the thing that's different this time is that so many of these incidents have happened and have been captured on cameras. On everybody's got everybody's a reporter. Yeah, everybody's got a phone and has got a camera in their pocket, and um, and that basically means that a lot of what, like I said, the comfortable, you know, Caucasian middle class America, they're seeing this shit for the first time. And I wonder, and this is just a guess, I wonder if they're gonna be able to look away as easily. Well, I hope not. And um, you're right. It's really social media, man. All this technology is was really bringing it to the forefront. This has been happening the same, if not more, since since Rodney King and before Rodney King. This shit been happening. It just hasn't gotten any exposure until now. And like and and like you said, everybody is recording everything. And now that this is happening so much, specifically when they get pulled over by cops or when the cops are riding around, they are pulling out the cameras just in case something like this happens. So like we gotta we gotta help each other out by doing the same thing. They got they got these little groups going around now where they 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 just recording everything that the cops was doing wrong, and um it's just really crazy because like it took the millennial uh uh, uh you feel what I'm saying generation right. to actually bring all of this to the forefront and they we are more we are more like aggressive and uh and and, and, and we're not tolerant of really what's going on. And people were so used to, like, uh, the people that's older than us are used to uh, looking past things or, like, just not acting like it's not there. Yeah. And maybe everything is going to be all right. And that's not the way to be because this is what they take advantage of. And now, like, we need this right now. We need this right now. And then on top of that, the corona wave, it, it kind of brung all of this out. It's... People were tired. Yeah. People don't they tired of being in the house and, and then people now now you got young kids getting, still getting killed after all this thing all these all these protests and nothing still changes. It's all over now. Everybody needs to really like rise up and do something at the same time. Because you if you think about it this way, if it's only one city or one state that's protesting and, and, and they they're going crazy, they can be controlled. But if you have people across the nation and every major city and, and these small cities and, and if they all move in, in the unison, it, it's, it's hard to control that. So they have no choice but to come to some type of common ground. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah, if, if, right if they will. I mean, the, the, at the stage that, you know, that I'm seeing, there are some cities that are kind of, they're kind of trying to get their collective shit together and, and deal other cities, the cops are just doubling down on the brutality. They're just doubling down and saying, okay, you know what? Um, if if we show you even more force, uh, maybe you'll go away. But I, I don't know if that's going to be the answer. Let's, um, let's talk Absolutely about this not. world that you're walking into. You said that um, you know, you're going to be going back home to Philly. Uh, it is going to be a weird world. You've got a certain justifiable kind of... Uh, I don't know about if anxiety is the term, but certainly you've got your concerns about coming back out. Um, first, what kind of support do you have when you get out? And 
What kind of strategy do you have to really focus on the tunes? Well, I actually have a, a very great support system. Um, I have a lot. Of, I'm not really too close to my family, but if I needed them, they would be there. But I have a lot of friends, childhood friends, that have been um, supporting me since I've been locked up. Um, I have a, a, a few female friends that have been supporting me since I've been locked up. And um, everybody's just waiting for me to come on, and they believe in my, my goals and, and, and the dreams that I got set and I'm such a relentless and resilient person. I, I have so much drive, which is why I chose to release that song before I get home, just to show people like, yo, you, I'm locked up, but I, I'm still here, and I'm, and I'm definitely going to push through with this. So um, I'm old school when it comes to promotion and, 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 and marketing and whatnot, and that means like basically being out there with my people and, and, and interacting with them and letting them see you feel me, who I am as a person. And um, it goes back to selling CDs out the trunk uh, type of vibe. So I'm being as though people don't listen to CDs anymore, but we have social media sites and they have uh, streaming uh, contracts or whatnot. So I'm definitely going to do like showcases, open mics when everything opens back up. In the meantime, I'm going to be dropping some music and I'm going to be releasing it on the internet with my videos. I'm redoing That's What I Like um, in the studio. You have 60 seconds remaining. I'm also uh, uh, doing my first day out track, and the video will be released the day after I'm home. I will have somebody uh, that's shooting the video actually catching me coming out of the prison. So they're going to be set up out there all morning with the camera, facing the door, and catching me come out the prison. So that's going to be the intro to my first day out record, which is on the same beat. Right. Mm-hmm. Pro all the way. I like that. Now, that is the mark of of an artist who is also uh, a good manager, who manages his own talent also. That's great. Well, to Toaster Loesch, it has been a real pleasure having you on Indecent Exposure. Uh, I'm looking forward to sharing your tunes. I'm looking forward to... Uh, to to keeping track of uh, of where this career goes. Most definitely. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do this. And um, I'm definitely going to keep you posted on all the new things that I'm doing and uh, my ventures after me coming out of prison. Absolutely. Now, hey, where can people follow you on social media so they can keep, so they can, uh, keep up with you also? They can follow me on Instagram. Two, the number two, Toaster Lowe's, T-O-A-S-T-E-R, space L-O-S. That's the same for YouTube and Twitter and on Facebook at Lowe's Young, L-O-S space Y-O-U-N-G. Got it. And we will, of course, put links in the show notes to all of that. Um, Two Toast, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll, of course, send you a link when this is live. Uh, but again, I'm hoping that, uh, that your last couple of weeks are the easiest two weeks you've spent inside and, uh, congratulations on your, uh, I guess, freedom day. I appreciate that. All right, man. Take it easy and we'll talk soon. No problem. Oh, no.
just heard That's What I Like from Two Toaster Lows. Now, the last I was in contact with the artist, he was hanging around in New Jersey for a spell before heading home, but he did want me to give a big shout out to North Philly and let them know that he was on the way. And I haven't asked for North Philly. Keep this talented man busy behind the mic so we can all get to enjoy many EPs, videos, and who knows, maybe guest appearances on late night shows for many years to come. Now we're going to turn our attention to an artist who splits his time between music, entrepreneurship, activism, filmmaking, book writing, and family. Truth Teller Rye followed up a solid list of politically and socially critical tracks from the mid-20-teens with last year's Do It For The Culture. When I visited his website, WeSeeLies.com, I didn't know what to expect, but was quickly blown away by his commitment to being a potent voice for the black community. You definitely have to check it out 
and notice how it's a mind-expanding blend of music, opinion, and news. I'm excited for the upcoming release of his documentary, due out later this year, Vows to the Culture, Against the Great Divide, along with a book of the same name. And while we're waiting for that, let's spin Do It for the Culture right now on Indecent Exposure. And got it, just like a shoe. Grows like you like truth. It's different. That's how you feel. Got it, with it. I see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really see, like, you are the culture. I'm with it. Do it. Do it for the coach, do it for the coach. Do it for the coach, do it for the coach. Do it for the coach, do it for the coach. They all want to move like you when you know it. Do it for the coach, do it for the coach. There it is. 
And be sure to check out the video for that track too. Really well done. In fact, he's got quite a few videos listed on his site that you can and should definitely check out. Now we're going to close out this show with a slight shift in geography as well as genre. You know, one of the things that sets this podcast apart from so many others is the love we give to our international indie artists of all stripes. In this episode, I'm taking you to the heart of Europe, Vienna, Austria to be exact, where some of the freshest dub on the dial is coming to life. Paolo Baldini Dubviles joined up with Double Standard and released Dub Me Crazy just last Wednesday, July 8th. They share the grooves with a lot of distinct voices and talents, such as Marsha Griffiths, Mellow Mood, Hemper Sativa, Dub FX, and more. In fact, the tune we're closing out this show with, Island Girl, features Ari Up and Lee Scratch Perry. And I think you'll agree, it's a perfect bookend to put the wraps on this last hour or so. You all know my name.
again, that was Island Girl by Paolo Baldini Dub Files with Double Standard. The album, Dub Me Crazy, dropped less than a week ago and is available from Echo Beach. As far as the next show goes, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna stick with this weekly Wednesday morning release schedule. I think. I mean, if I were to be overwhelmed with emails and texts demanding that I move it to Thursday, I'd consider it. But let's try Wednesday and see how that goes. And I am wicked stoked because I already have the music for that episode lined up, picked out, locked and loaded, ready to go. So barring some completely unpredictable indie music event that would shake that up, um, know that uh, that next episode is going to be is going to be hot. And speaking of hot, how about a special announcement before we say our Wiedersehen? Hmm? Indecent Exposure now has its very own Discord server. We're going to be doing live chats, artist interviews. We're going to share music news and so very much more over there. And it gives you all a place to hang out together and talk shit about me. So there you go. The link is in the show notes and in the about section of all our socials. That's it for this week's show. And I promise you, as I said, next week's show is going to be every bit as good. Uh, we're going to be featuring tunes from Carlos Frias y Circulo Social, uh, Anneli Elina, Screamin' Deal, Mind Cell, and many, many more. Till then, live to rock another day. 